Welcome to City Reach Cumberland's weekly podcast. We hope this message blesses you. For more information about us, you can check us out on the web at cityreachcumberland.com. Before I introduce our speaker, I just want to recognize uh, Troy and Wren Crimes. Or is Troy? Troy and Wren, where are you at? Give me a little wave. Oh, yeah. Doesn't take people long to sit in the back. Let's give Troy and Wren a hand. Troy and Ran are visiting from Pennsylvania today, and Troy was part of our men's home and was a really uh, great part of our church a few years back. And glad to have them with us visiting this weekend. But today, our guest speaker is David Kinder. Let's hear it for David. <laughs> David, you want to come on up here? And is your wife, Kat, going to say anything, or is she coming up with? Yeah, why not? That's right. Let's give it up for David today. Yeah. So, A.K.A., let's say it, Baba Louie. Amen. David, A.K.A. Baba Louie, was, uh, I had the pleasure of meeting, meeting David uh, the first night we had a preview service for City Reach Cumberland down at the YMCA. And, and out comes this guy with dreadlocks and, and a big smile on his face and uh, talking about the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, I don't know about all this. Maybe I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> but I've come to love this guy. This, this, uh, this man is just, a, just was a great, uh, great addition to our church in, in the beginning. He poured into the lives of men in our home and uh, it's just been such an encourager, such a prophetic voice, and uh, and he went on after he left here. He met his lovely wife, Kat, and uh, they're now missionaries. They've been in India, they've been in Nepal, and um, we're we're so grateful to be partnered with them. And he's just going to bring us a great word today, and you're going to be you're going to be blessed. So let's give him another round of applause, and then I'll let them. Go. Thank you. Well, during worship, um, I just felt God was putting one word on my heart, which is unity. You know, I haven't been back in the U.S. for too long, and so I don't really know what's going on. And it's been a long time since I was in this church. But I just felt like, especially when we were singing the song, right, and we sing like, let heaven come. And what would that look like? You know, we think about all the, the different tongues and tribes gathering around the throne, worshipping just Jesus. It's just Jesus, one name that we all want to lift up high. And the only thing God cares about is love. He is love. He loves us. That's why everything he did is for the sake of love. And if there's only one commandment he's given us, it's just love. <laughs> love one another as I have loved you. But somehow I felt like, you know, maybe with um, just everything that's gone on for the last two years, um, there is a lot of division. It may not necessarily look like different tongues and tribes being divided, but it's, it could just be like different opinions, different ideas on how things should be done. And we start getting entrenched on our own beliefs, you know, which doesn't have anything to do with love and not necessarily God. You know, and, and I just felt God wanted me to just remind everyone, like, there is room for a diversity of opinions and personalities. And, and as long as we can just put aside all our differences, you know, and just come together to worship just that one name and love. Let everything we do be motivated love and, and not let anything come between us. Yeah. I uh, just if you would pray that. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm just gonna pray and um so Father we thank you Lord just for your heart to gather around all your children because you do not want to see your kids fighting one another. And so Lord we just ask that you teach us how to love the way you have loved us. Remind us, Lord, that we each are so completely loved by you that there's nothing you won't do for us. There's nothing you have spared. 
um, in order to just reveal yourself to us and your love to us and your heart to us. And so let us come together and just respond to you and, and, and bring you delight by showing you unity, that we would choose to love one another, that we could agree to disagree as long as we all choose love because that is not an option. We just thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Someone wake up out here. <laughs> I know. I was sitting in the back, and, and, and uh, Fred was preaching a little bit. I was like, I could just sit here and get saved all over again. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, it's, it's such a joy to be here. I, I have had the, the privilege of, of, of seeing things progress kind of from the beginning and, uh, you know, having a, a season that I was blessed to be able to be here and, and spend some time with um, the guys in the, in the men's home. And, um, you know, there were relationships and bonds that, that I'll have for the rest of my life. And it's such a privilege that I could be a part of such a thing. Um, and uh, as Fred said, I've, I've been uh, over in Asia for the last few years, and uh, I've been able to watch from afar sometimes. And um, I'm just so encouraged, you know. I had vision for this place at one time. You know, I, I remember before there was a building. I remember when we got the building. <laughs> You know, and I would be here, I'd turn the sound on, and I'd grab this microphone, and I'd put worship music on, and I would, I would make a fool out of myself. Thank God there wasn't anyone else in the room. But I'd be screaming, dancing. I'd open up the windows because I wanted the whole neighborhood to know that there was a praying church, that, and there was going to be some transformation going on because God hears our prayers, amen? And I love, I mean, I know there's been, like, different seasons and, and uh, ups and downs, and that's life, you know, but um, I'm just encouraged, you know, I see some familiar faces, you're just continuing on with the vision, it's not an easy path that the Lord calls us upon, but uh, Mama Heidi, she, she, uh, she says it like this, if you don't quit, you win, if you don't quit, you win. And this is from a perspective that is facing radical um, opposition and numerous opportunities to hang it up. But God is faithful. You know, he will provide the grace to strengthen us beyond even what we knew we could handle kind of what trials are there for. They're not there to, you know, feed us or destroy us, but to reveal, sometimes even to us, what God had already placed in our heart. So, um, man, I, I got in a, a few days ago, and I've had a chance to stay with, with Dan, and, and my friend Troy was able to come and spend some time with me. And I met them in the, in the home. You know, I was the, the Hope Home director, and they came in, and I can remember the time in our lives when we were praying, we were dreaming with God that he would provide, <laughs> that he would provide what they are experiencing today. Listen, the word of the Lord is true. If you don't quit, you win. If you don't give up, it's not because there weren't opportunities or opposition, right? But I was so touched. I mean, we were sitting there Thursday night, and I was just like, oh, God, you're so faithful. I mean, I am looking at the answers to prayer. And, uh, I mean, I see some more today, and I'm stirred afresh. You know, God's been so good. Life isn't easy. Even the, the, the answers to prayer comes with their own challenges. But he's good. He's faithful. So, I, you know, I thought maybe I would do like a normal missionary update. Um, you know, um, 
because that's what I am and that's what they do. <laughs> but uh, if you guys are interested in what we do, um, we send out newsletters as often as I can get to it. And um, <laughs> if you guys are interested in knowing about our journey or our journey moving forward, give us your email and uh, we'll, we'll put you on our list and, and keep you updated. And, um, but I'm not here very often. And I, I mean, I haven't, I've been out of the country for two years, and, and we'll be leaving in about a month, and we'll be gone for another two years. So, um, like I said, I'm not here very often. I, I just want to use this opportunity to try to prophesy into your life. Um, yeah, that Thursday night as I was um, just thinking about the goodness of God, and then the Steelers game, it was like, <laughs> I watched the game, and it was like such a comeback, and they lost, but I was so like, I worked up by it. I couldn't sleep all night long, and I just, I was just praying and seeking God, and and knew He had something else in store for this weekend after that night. Because literally, I didn't sleep that night. Um, and uh, He was talking to me about City Reach, and the vision behind it. You know, the idea, and, and I just felt like God was saying, as you build the church to reach the city, I will build the city to reach the nation. As you build the church to reach the city, city reach, I'm going to build the city to have international impact. And I believe that word reaches to all kinds of realms. <laughs> And really, the, the word's already being fulfilled, if you guys know it or not. I mean, you guys are, even this church alone has outreach and is impacting Africa, Asia, and um, South America. You know, there, there's such a, a missional heart behind what God is doing here. Um, but I really feel like we're just beginning to scratch the surface of what God is going to do in this community. Again, as we build the church to impact the city, God is going to build the city to impact the nations. And I believe some of you who are here this morning, God is going to call you to have a unique role and position in the fulfillment of this word. God wants to use us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you this day, God is calling you out of the shadows of insignificance. Jesus did not die so you can sit in the back of the church and watch people sing. His blood purchased our obedience. And I know as I'm sharing this, you're like, you know, I'm not qualified to, to be used by God. I, I can feel it. Some of you are thinking, like, he's talking to someone else. It's not me. I'm not qualified. But let me clarify, the only thing you need to be qualified, hallelujah, I forgot the word, it's like, he's <laughs> like, boom. The only thing you need to be qualified to be used by God is an encounter with the power of God. And if you've never encountered the power of God, you can encounter it this morning. I promise you. I feel like it's a transition in many of your lives. You walked in this morning thinking this is like a normal uh, Christmas time service. They might be talking about the Virgin Mary, but you're going to come and, and receive the fire of God. I'm <laughs> oh, man. The only thing you need to be qualified to be used by God is an encounter with the power of God the first apostolic evangelist that Jesus ever sent out. It was a man who was demon-oppressed by a legion of demons. Jesus spoke a word, get out of them. <laughs> and then he sent them back into the ministry. It's true, it's in the Bible, I promise. <laughs> the guy was like, Jesus, I want to follow you. Disciple me. <laughs> I feel like this is the only... Uh, person that Jesus sent away. Everyone else, he said, come to me. But this power encounter was so profound. He knew he was changed. This is the, the naked man in the, in the uh, 
uh, in the graveyard that chains couldn't hold him down. Jesus cast the demons out of him, and he said, you go back to where you're from and tell them what I've done for you. Uh, one encounter with the Lord transformed anything, and these are the same people who saw him in the midst of his mess. Now, these are probably the people who chained him up. <laughs> and I don't know how else you'd get that way. Like, he didn't have to go and, uh, yeah, and sit under the Pharisees and learn everything the word had to say. You know? I come from places where, where people don't even read. You know, they can't read. They're in different cultures. They, they have no idea what the Bible teaches. But I can tell you, it is possible that the power of God touches them and they become a witness. They become an evangelist. What they say is they, they, they don't have like the, the, you know, you read Leviticus or Deuteronomy, uh, you know. They just said, I was this one way and Jesus touched me and changed my life. And then the next thing you know, other people have the same testimony. It's that easy. It's that simple. We make it so difficult. I mean, I'm, I'm not against, like, I don't even want to go there. I doesn't have a chance, you know. Uh, hallelujah. So the only thing that qualifies you to be used by God is an encounter with God. But if we're going to be used by God, okay, if God is going to use our lives, we need to answer one question. We need to... Um, yeah, we, <laughs> we need to answer one question. It's the most profound, and it's the most, like, um, common attack of the enemy. And it's the question, am I loved by God? Because many times, the enemy would try to come to us and be like, if God loved you, this wouldn't happen, or why would this happen? And I don't have to, you know, read the enemy's playbook. You guys are familiar with his ways. But this question needs to be settled before we can be sent. Hallelujah. Yeah. The question of if we're loved by God, we can't look to any other situation, any other um, place for the answer to that question. But the cross of Christ. It's the cross that says, I love you. I love you. I don't care what kind of circumstances we're facing today. I don't care what he did to you or she did to you or what the parents. Jesus came and said, I love you this much. The question is settled. You can never doubt. Does God love me? again from the dead. This is, this is, come on, he rose again from the dead. And this is where we look to, to find the fullness of God's love and goodness poured back upon our lives. We have eternal rewards. Amen? Paul says, if there wasn't a resurrection, we'd be more pitied than anyone else because this life is hard. Like, I'm facing all this stuff, but I know Jesus raised from the dead, so I'm going to be risen from the dead and with him forever. So momentary. Huh. Trials, opposition, things we face. Huh. 
momentary. Don't compare. Returning with the Lord. Listen, there is purpose in God allowing us to face opposition. Oh, wait, let me, let me uh, just wait before I go on to there. On the question if you're loved by God, if you have the favor of God on your life, you know, sometimes we could be like, oh, I got the favor of God. I got like a new car, a new, you know, new, I don't know, whatever you get new. I got the favor of God. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I believe in prosperity. But who is more favored than the Lord? enemy that's the trick of the enemy but we see what the favor of God looks like what the love of God looks like in the life of Jesus he was the demonstration of God's love amen so Jesus's life's purpose was to reveal God's love for us and then God gives us life an opportunity for us to reveal our love for him. Okay? That's what this is about. And if you realize that, that I'm actually here with the opportunity to, to prove my love, to show my love. This, and Jesus says, how do you show my love? By loving your neighbors. Not because it's easy, but because you love the Lord. It's the purpose that we are here. You know, if, the, if it was only about a resurrection, we would just be, you know, translated or whatever as soon as we gave our lives to the Lord. But he can't. But he gives us an opportunity like he gave. I don't know how to say this right. But like, bear with me. But like he gave the Lord to reveal love, to, 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 to reveal love. And he shows his love for us. How much do you love me? Well, I, I love you when I go into heaven. But let me, let me tell you, the more challenging the situation that you face, the greater opportunity the Lord is giving you to reveal how you feel about it. And there are greater rewards. I don't even know how I should say this, but I believe it. I don't know if it's theologically right. But I, I know, listen, I know that like we are born again by the merit, by, by what Jesus accomplished. But let me say it like this. There could, there could be difference of rewards in heaven by what we face for the Lord and our faithfulness throughout it. And I say that because the disciples were like, oh, let me sit on your right hand and your left. And he said, can you drink my cup? You know, there are special places reserved for those who endure for the Lord. And I don't even want to get into all that, but that's a little bit of a rabbit trail. Hallelujah. Huh. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, you are favored by God. Sometimes that favor leads you into trial, but the, the purpose of trials and opposition is not to defeat you. It's not that you will be overcome, but it's to reveal the greatness of what God has placed inside of you. You know, David was a shepherd singing in a field before there was a Goliath mocking the armies of God, right? <laughs> but it was actually the <laughs> it was actually Goliath that revealed the calling of David to the nation. Sometimes you got to go through something for God to reveal to those around you who you are, who he called you to be, and who he made you to be. Hallelujah. Amen? So we are not ones who shrink back from opposition, 
or from challenging situations. It's actually the opposite. We are the ones who run into opposition. Blessed are the peacemakers. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, you guys with me? So I know we're living in a crazy time. You know, believe me, I, I spent the first year of, of COVID lockdowns locked down in India. And when I say lockdown, I mean lockdown. It was like lockdown. <laughs> they, they barricaded the roads and we were, we were in. And then the second year, we were, uh, we were locked down again in Nepal. So I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not ignorant to the fact that the world is in turmoil. You know, um, that being said, we have people die. You know, we, we have friends die, get sick um, all over the world. You know, it has been a challenging season, right? I mean, you guys with me? It's been challenging on, on so many levels. And again, it's the opportunity of the enemy. Oh, if God really loved you, why would you do this? You know, maybe... Tell you, God loves you. He favors you. Sometimes you just gotta walk through something, man. You know, this isn't the first pandemic the world has faced. <laughs> it's not, and it's so interesting. If you look in history and even church history, throughout pandemic time. This is one of the things I was doing on Thursday night when I couldn't sleep. I was just so impacted. It's like I, I look back in history, what happened to the world in times of pandemic. And amazingly enough, preceding pandemic, time and time again, explosive church growth. Oh, man. And the testimony is this. You know, when there was an outbreak in the city, the wealthy would run. Those who didn't have the means would stay and face the pandemic. But the believers, they would stay at, at their own risk, at their own peril, and minister to the sick. And they weren't immune to the sickness. You know, they gave their lives just, just like the unbeliever, you know? That's what I'm saying. We, we're all facing the challenges today. But Jesus rose again from the dead is what I'm saying, you know? And they felt like it was more necessary to love their neighbor in the midst of chaos than to look out for their own safety. And um, so God used these times in history to reveal himself to a lost world. The survivors were so impacted by the selfless love demonstrated by believers that when the pandemic would be over, the churches would chooses to use what the enemy intended for evil, to bring the greatest awakening, revival, whatever you want to call it. Like the, the things that we have been praying for and contending for in America and in the nation, that many would awaken to the beauty of Jesus and, and, and receive the glorious gospel. What if God chooses to use situations like we're facing today? Historically, he has. Yeah. 
So how do you love like that? How do you, how do you at your own risk place yourself in a position to be a blessing to someone else? Before I move on, I'm going to say, like, if you guys have heard of Martin Luther, this is really interesting to me. I, I was reading up. Uh, Martin Luther is the man who sparked the Protestant Reformation um, by kind of moving from the, the, the one Catholic faith at the time. And Martin Luther was a college professor in Wittenberg, Germany, when the bubonic plague struck Wittenberg. And he was ordered to flee the city. But he refused. And he made his house a hospital. And um, he actually wrote a tract. And that's, that was uh, it's really interesting, you know? Historical figures and how they faced challenges that we're facing today. What are their testimonies? You could look it up see what he wrote at that time. But it wasn't without a cost. It, you know, he made his own house a hospital, and I believe it was his daughter that passed away from the plague. I'm not a man who's ignorant of the cost to follow Jesus. I hope you're not either. <laughs> but I just feel like we have such a, opportunity in the time that we live in to reach the world in a unique and profound way like never before. I don't know if the world has ever experienced a pandemic on this level globally. I never thought it would be possible, but I believe what God is wanting to do coming out of this is going to be beyond what we thought was possible, and he wants to use our lives. Amen. So how do we love? How do we love like these ones loved? You curious? Amen. Turn with me to, to Acts 1, verse 8. <laughs> I'm sure it's a scripture that everyone's familiar with. How do you walk out supernatural love? How do you walk out a holy life? How do you walk through addiction and come out in freedom? How do you, how do you walk into freedom? These are Jesus' words written red. He says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to be an instrument of God's love in these times like never before. He says the power of the Holy Spirit is so that you can become a witness. It's not that, I mean, speak in tongues and do the, all this stuff, but let the power of God transform your life and your life becomes a message your life becomes a message talk is cheap nowadays so many people know the Bible but don't know the Lord and if it's you you can meet him today I really believe I mean I I could have just told you about what we've been doing in the nations, but God just gave me, like, visions of, like, the power of God just crashing in on this room, and, and I, I'm seeing it happen. <laughs> oh. Sometimes to the unexpected, oh. sometimes he reserves it for the hungry. I really feel like today is a day that God wants you to taste of his power.
transform your life. Like maybe today is the day that you can receive the grace to change. The demoniac who was delivered from a legion of demons, he didn't have to preach a big sermon. He just went home with clothes on. Amen? But but he didn't have the power in and of itself to do that. He needed the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus promises whenever we ask for the Holy Spirit, he gives it to us. It doesn't always look the, the same way or how we expect, but he promises whenever we ask, he will give it to us. So, (laughs) hallelujah, you'll become my witnesses. I just feel like that's a prophetic word. You will become my witnesses. You don't necessarily have to stand up here. When you go back to work, you're able to face that person who just really gets under your skin or whatever. And your heart is no longer vulnerable to them. So they could do whatever they want. But you're a, you're a, a vessel of love. I'm telling you, the life that you live is the message that people receive or see or hear louder than the words you say. But you can't do the things that God's called you to do without the power of the Holy Spirit. So, I don't exactly know how to do this. (laughs) Hallelujah. I don't know if the word that I shared today, you know, if it resounds in your spirit, and you just feel like you're hungry, you, you need, if you just feel like you need an encounter with the power of God this morning. Like, I'm just going to ask, just come up and find a spot. Like, and I, yeah, come. If the word I shared stirred anything in your heart, and I'm not going to wait long. You guys, like, you don't have to ask your neighbor or, I don't know, come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. You guys going to do worship? Hallelujah. Touch. <laughs> yes, hallelujah. I feel like there are more. We're just going to wait. But you got to be hungry. Like, I can't make God touch you. I can't. <laughs> I don't even know how this stuff works. I swear I don't. I don't. But I, I've seen it. I, so I... <laughs> so I will contend for it. I will try whatever I can think of. <laughs> so come, just come. Listen, if you're hungry, if you're desiring a touch from God, if you've been struggling with a, a sin cycle that you just cannot break out of, listen, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and that power will be able to transform your life, and then the life you live is the message that others around you will receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, if you guys aren't up here, just pray. Just reach out your hands and just pray. If you pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. We're asking God to crash in and mark lives. Hallelujah. Actually, let me just wait. For the ones who are up here, let me just wait before I pray. I want to give you two testimonies from the Scripture of people who were in the presence of Jesus, how they acted, and what His response was, okay? You guys... Still hear me? Let me give you two testimonies. There was, a, there was a blind man who heard that Jesus was coming. And he just began to cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me. And Jesus' disciples told him to be quiet. You shut up. And he cried out even louder, Jesus, Jesus. And Jesus opened the blind man's eyes. Listen, (laughs) the 
blind man's response to the presence was Jesus, of Jesus was to cry out. And Jesus' response was to heal him. Let me give you one more example. There was a, a prostitute who heard that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's table. And she burst into the room and weeping and fell at his feet and cried at his feet and was washing his feet with her hair. And the, the religious people were like, they, he must not be a prophet because he doesn't know who she is. She's a prostitute. <laughs> Do you guys know what Jesus said? He said, your sins are forgiven. Get up and go in peace. Your sins are forgiven. Listen, the woman who poured her heart out to the Lord, the Lord poured his mercy back on her. So I just want to share those two testimonies. Listen, as the spirit begins to move on your heart, just respond. I'm telling you, whenever God's spirit begins to move, when you respond, he gives more. When you respond, when you move, if you quench the spirit, sometimes you have that ability. Okay? But not this morning. I feel like God's coming like a mighty rushing wind. And he's going to blow down. He's going to blow down strongholds. He's going to break bonds. He's going to uh, 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 anoint with power. Hallelujah. So again, just on those two testimonies. I'm not going to pray for you. Just on, on a response to the prophetic word this morning. There is grace available to connect with heaven on a brand new way. If you cry out to God and ask for the Holy Spirit, he will give. He promises every time we ask, he pours his spirit out. I'm telling you, there is breakthrough power in the house today. If you just begin to cry out, if you begin to pray, God is going to move in this place. Come, Lord. Sunday. Holy. Holy you are. Holy you are. Holy you are. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord, begin to touch your people right now. All over the room, not just on the altar. Spirit of God, crash into the room in Jesus' name. Begin to touch, touch God, touch God in Jesus' name. We want more. We want more, God. We want more, God. We want more, God. We want more, God. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord.
right at the, right at the door. And as it opens up, there's going to be a breeze that blows through here. You're going to feel it from the back to the front to the back. I'm telling you, you're going to begin to feel the winds of heaven blow through this place. And, and things that have attached to your life that you haven't been able to get free of, they're going to be blown off of your life in just a moment as you worship. So just begin to worship the Lord. Just sing out Jesus, Yeshua, Yeshua. a desire or possibility of like a calling into into missions or they they have this uh, desire within their heart you guys don't need to stop praying you know go after God to the best of your ability but I, I just feel like if anyone has like this this desire or thought they might want to or maybe God's stirring in your heart maybe maybe there's a mission call on my life you know maybe God wants to use me in a unique and special way if that's you I want to pray for you I want to pray for you Hallelujah. If that's you, just come up and, and uh, just make yourself known. Hallelujah. But I, I'm not done. I don't know if you guys are done. Let's just go for God. I feel like there's more that he wants to pour into you guys. I'll pray with you until you guys are tired. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. There is one who has the power to break every power of the enemy off of your life. I've seen it happen time and time again. It's not always easy to press into the realm of deliverance, but sometimes you have to contend and push for it. But if you just won't give up, you'll win. <laughs> if you don't give up, you win. And the power of God will relieve everything from within you that's been holding you back. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, Lord. Ah, bless. Hallelujah. Just give us that. When God touches us, it doesn't always look the same. It doesn't always feel the same. But let me just tell you, you're not leaving this place the same way you came in. Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. I declare you're pregnant with the spirit of God. And he's going to birth something new in your life. And the things that have held you in the past, are melting away by the power of his love. You don't have to look back. You never have to look back. Today is the day it all changes. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just bless your people. I thank you so much for everyone who's here. I thank you for every word that has been planted within their heart. I thank you, God, that it's with purpose that you sent me here today. We'll see the fruit of the words you declared over your people this morning. I thank you that Cumberland's blessed. This region's blessed. America be blessed. The nations will be blessed by what you do in the hearts of your sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
God just quickened that verse in my spirit when, when David said that you've been impregnated with something today. It's the same word the angel spoke to Joseph. He said, that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So you may not see it. You may not completely understand it. You may not grasp the, the dynamics that, that are about it. But, but what's been conceived in you today is of the Holy Spirit. And the next thing you do is you walk into it. Walk into it. Father, I thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. We can do nothing apart from your power. Lord, it's a promise you give us. All your promises are yes and amen. And when you say you will receive power and you will be witnesses, we can take it to the bank. So, Father, I thank you for those that you've baptized today. I thank you for those that you've, you've filled today. Lord, I pray that we would steward your spirit faithfully. As David said, this is our opportunity to show our love to you. You came 2,000 years ago and showed your love to us. Lord, I thank you for the one that gave their life to Jesus today. Pray that you'd cement that decision. Pray that you'd birth something great in her life. In Jesus' name. Lord, we ask your blessing to rest on each person here. We ask thank you for your favor and your goodness and your grace. Just bless your name. Bless your people.